0: Whether it's live music, local food, craft beer, or the great outdoors. We're all trying to fit as much fun as possible into each and every day. On Living in the New, we'll explore the sights and sounds of Northeast Wisconsin. Where Where there's always always something new to to discover. discover.
1: Hey, it's Josh and Justin coming to you from Tidal Town Brewing Company in beautiful Green Bay, Wisconsin. We're sampling the delicious beers and checking out the extensive facilities here. Justin, were you prepared for what we have entered into here? I was totally caught off guard. I was as well. Pictures online don't do it justice. And we will provide some more pictures and encourage everyone to come check it out for themselves. Uh, And we want to encourage you by sharing our thoughts on the beers. Of course, we'll get to our tasting in just a moment, but we're going to talk with a couple of the people who make this happen. We're going to start with Alex. Alex is one of the assistant managers here. Alex, thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. Absolutely. Uh, Really appreciate the time and the little bit of history lesson you were giving us before we got started. And I want you to share that with the listeners, too. Tell us a little bit about the history of the company.
0: For those of you who don't know, we're located in the Chicago Northwestern train station in downtown Green Bay. That was built in 1896 and uh, ran passengers until 1972. They stopped running passengers, but still ran freight until the early 80s. And then it was shut down. Uh, It was gonna be knocked down by the city, but we bought it for a very, very low price. (laughs) And um, basically fixed it up, got it put on the National Register of uh, Historical Buildings and plopped a brewery in there. So we opened in 1996, uh, so we're now on 21 years.
1: Wow, congratulations on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, we just had a big 20th anniversary year-long celebration, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, very cool. So yeah, we've been doing this for a while. Um, And like I was saying, about four or five years ago, we hit a point where we just weren't making enough beer which is kind of a good problem to have, but we needed to fix it. You know, when you've only got four or five beers on tap, not good. Well, when the population
1: is demanding more, you must give the people what they want. Yeah, you got to
0: meet demand. So we looked around. We tried a lot of different places, but what worked out best for us I mean, you can see right across, across the street, that's the original location. Now we're up here on the roof, but it worked for us. And again, we got it from the city for a real nice price. I was kind of telling you they wanted to get somebody to knock it down and that alone would have cost probably a couple million dollars. So we bought it, we didn't knock it down and uh, we put I'm not gonna say numbers, but a pretty expensive brewery in here. It looks
1: like you put a lot of love and money into making this a beautiful yeah, uh, facility. A lot of time, um, a yeah, lot of yeah. time. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, and it was really cool, uh, Dave, our master brewer, he basically built the brewery to spec. Everything is how he wanted it to be built. You know, We didn't just get some random company to give us what they have. We told them what we wanted. So
1: it's pretty great. Everything runs the way he wants it to run. So now in what used to be the prime and only building, the train station, now that is a restaurant. Yes. And here in the cannery building, you've got multiple spaces as well. Uh, There was the tap room downstairs. Yes,
0: we got the tap room. Uh, Up here where we're at is the rooftop. The cannery downstairs, uh, that's not our business. They uh, lease that from us, but they've got a really cool farm to market thing going on down there. We do actually still brew across the street too. So the seasonal beers you have in front of you there, those are still brewed across the street, but all the core beers, the ones we bottle, we brew
1: here. Fantastic. So the location is unique. The beers are unique. Um, but you guys also have a bunch of events going on. Tonight is Vinyl Night up here on the rooftop. You got a bags tournament going on down in the tap room. <laughs> yeah, there's always a lot going on. Yeah, tell us a bit more about what's going on here at T- Title Sure. Top.
0: So uh, tonight is Vinyl Night, which is kind of my baby. I'm a, I'm a music guy. Thursdays were always kind of a quiet night around here. As you can see, not so much now. <laughs> yeah, not the case but, right now. Uh, basically, what, I, what we do is I bring in a bunch of records. If nobody else brings in any, I just play mine. I kind of just DJ for the night. I normally work 9 to 5 on Thursdays, but when I get done, I come up here, have a couple beers and do my second job, which is probably better than yeah, uh, yeah. my normal job. <laughs> that
1: DJ gig is pretty sweet yeah, right here, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, other events we got going on, I also do a lot of, like I said, I'm a music guy, so I do a lot of band booking. Um, during the summer, we do a little more just because there's a lot more to work with space-wise and stuff. We've got a band next Friday. Well, actually, two bands, Hydration and Hypheria. They're both two kind of up-and-coming newer bands that a lot of people don't really know about. But I like them, so I kind of trying to get their name out there. And then uh, beer wise, we have a lot going on too. Um, next week, Saturday the 27th, we're releasing, I'm not supposed to say bombers, they're 750 uh, milliliter bottles. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got yelled at for saying bombers of course, on another of course, thing, but um, <laughs> it's our Doppelbach called Procrastinator. Ooh. Um, it's a limited release bottle, and then it'll also be on tap in the brewery here. And then two weeks after that, um, this is a mass release, not limited. Um, a new beer called I love this name, Hopulation. Ooh,
2: I love that name. Uh, as well. Yeah,
0: he does. Yeah, he does. We got two uh, heads here. I'll, I'll show you guys the uh, art for the bottles later. All right, it's pretty awesome. I'm not going to describe it because I want it to be a surprise right, for right. the listeners, but it's it's pretty good.
1: Excellent. You guys um, getting you the inside information here. That's why you come to it in the New.
0: Also, that night we have a band playing. Um, they're a uh, local band called The Wavetones. They're coming out as their alter ego, a uh, jazz, funk, baby-making Ooh. music band Ooh. called Periwinkle <laughs> <laughs> Nice. That's pretty good. And then uh, the big, big event coming up is our Happy Hearts Brewfest, which is uh, February 17th. And uh, that's kind of our, I don't want to say outreach, because none of the breweries in town need it. They're all great, people love them, but uh, It's all local breweries. uh, Basically, everyone in the area comes down here on our third floor, which is our event hall. Uh, We also have a couple local wineries. Great Lakes Distillery from down Milwaukee is going to be here. It's a big event, and um, you can get tickets on our website. It's pretty cool. Uh, This is our second year
1: doing it. Last year was a big success, and we're hoping to make this year even bigger. Yeah, so get to taste all kinds of creations from Wisconsin, liquor, beer, and wine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we love beer here, but beer's not for everyone. That's right. Welcoming of all people. Yeah. (laughs) I love that so uh, all kinds of fun events happening here in addition to this great space for people to come and enjoy uh what kind of reaction do you get from people who come and see it are are pretty impressed Uh, what kind of questions do you get when i give tours this is the, the last stop of the tour
0: there's two reasons behind that one when we were expanding this was the the last stop of the expansion uh this is one of my favorite stories to tell so when we were building this brewery um, outside, there's a big grain silo, which to get to, you had to, when we first opened, climb up a bunch of ladders, and <laughs> it, it was a pain to get up here. Yeah. So me and a couple of the other brewers had to come up here to fix something on the grain silo. So we were like, uh, we got to go through all this work. Let's bring a case of beer up with <laughs> us. So where we are right now, this was just gravel. Oh,
1: wow. So
0: we climbed all the way up here, did our work first, and then we cracked open some beers, and we were sitting up here, and we were like, Man, it would be really cool if there's a bar up here. Six months later, there was a bar up here. Wow. So this is kind of the crown jewel of Town. It's pretty cold outside right now, but during the summer, it is hopping up here. I and bet. we have the best view in town. You yeah. get the river, Both downtown ways. Green Bay. And uh, if you look out that window, you can see Lambeau Field over there, oh, too. Oh, I see
1: it. Yeah. Oh, wow. The, the view is spectacular. The building is great. You've got to come out and check out Town Brewing, yes, for the beer, but also for the food and for the great views and the fun events alex thanks for telling us a bit about it we really appreciate the time yeah thank you we're joined now by adam who's a brewer here at Titletown brewing company how's it going adam great how are you i'm doing pretty good thanks for hosting us here tonight thanks for coming down a lot going on and uh some great beers here that a lot of which i've never tried before so before we get a bit of an orientation from you tell us a little bit about how you got into brewing
3: sure like a lot of people i got into it uh i guess it was in college i was probably 22 I kind of got uh, bit by the craft beer bug and then uh, decided to piss my roommates off a little bit and uh, stink up the house and make some really <laughs> terrible beer to start with. but. I got a little better over the years. Decided on 10 years later to to go ahead and go to brewing school and and make it a, a, a career path for the rest of my life. So, been at, at Title 10 now for 3 years and hopefully I'll be here for a lot longer than that. Yeah, you're enjoying it. Love it, yeah. Fantastic. It's tough to come into work every day and have to like sample beer. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. Taste <laughs> test things. It's 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 rough. a real drag. A real drag, yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. All right, so we've got six selections here,
1: um, four of which are kind of your standard brews and then some of the seasonal dark varieties for me because those are my favorites. Sure. Um, So why don't you walk us through what we've got here, and then Justin and I will do some tasting and we'll share our thoughts. We want to hear from you a little bit about each beer. So start with the Johnny Blood Red.
3: Yep, Johnny Blood Red, for years, that uh, has been our our most popular style. Its namesake is uh, named after Johnny Blood McNally, an old um, Packer. Hall of Famer, but yeah, it's an Irish red ale. Typically, it's going to be a pretty easy drinking, sweeter, malt forward beer. Um, It's got a really good red, uh, you know, rich red color to it. It's not going to be too over overly hop or overly bitter or anything. We always like to say it's kind of a good training wheel craft beer. People can kind of dip their toes in the water with this beer, so it's just really easy drinking. You can have it at any time of the year you like it. So
1: good to have that starting point for people, an entry point. yeah. Yeah. All right, so next is the Dark Helmet.
3: Yeah, the Dark Helmet. Um, funny story with that is our brewmaster, Dave, in his early days of home brewing, uh, this is one of the first recipes that he had actually done that he really liked. And so he, he brought that to Town with him when he got the job. And I think about seven years ago, it was such a hit that uh, we just kind of kept brewing it and haven't stopped since then. So uh, it's an unusual style. Not a lot of breweries do a Schwartz beer. Uh, it's, it's a black lager. Um, they're a little bit more difficult to do. The great thing about it is that it carries all the the darker beer kind of roasted chocolate coffee notes that you would expect from a porter or a stout. Right. Um, But because it's a lager, a lighter body to it, so you can feel like you can... You can have three or four or ten or however you want sitting <laughs> and not feel like you need to take a break or take a nap. So,
1: Another option for an all-day favorite. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's nice. So. Um, when they taste this good, you want to be able to drink more than just a couple.
3: Exactly. That's nice. And that was, that one. Um, a lot of our beers, too. We've won medals at GABF, the Great American Beer Festival. That one's the most recent one. Uh, we won a, a bronze medal in that in 2015, so we're pretty proud about that. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Very cool. Yeah, appreciate it. Now,
1: next up is one a lot of people may have heard about this. Is another one that's out and about and has 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 been pretty popular, the Green 19.
3: Green 19 is by far our most popular beer. It kind of took over the the Johnny Blood Red spot a few years ago when the hop craze hit the the country. So it's a great IPA for people who don't like IPAs. Uh Uh, It's it's a really well-balanced IPA. So you get the pineapple, grapefruit, tropical notes in the nose. And you know when you first taste it, but you don't get the lingering really bitterness finish. You get more of a sweeter, balanced malt finish to it. So it's a really great beer for a lot of people that are like, I absolutely hate IPAs. I don't like those beer, you know, those bitter beers. And I get it at least ten times at beer festivals when people say I hate IPAs, and I give them a sample of Green Nineteen. They're like, Oh, I love that. I can I can drink that. I can drink more of that. So we they, we're really proud about that. They think they hate
2: IPAs.
3: They haven't tasted this
1: one. <laughs> Well, I'm excited to taste that. We've got a couple more we want to hear about, though. Uh, Next one up is the Boathouse Pilsner.
3: Yeah, Boathouse Pilsner, great beer. Um, Another uh, medal winner for us uh, at Great American Beer Festival. I forget the year, but it was a gold medal winner. It's a bohemian-style Pilsner, really tough style to do. The the issue with Pilsners is that there's nothing in it to hide any mistakes. So you can't cover it up with hop bitterness. You can't cover it up with roasted flavors from the malt or anything. Um, So we're really proud about that. A Bohemian style pilsner is going to be a really really light body beer. It's going to have a really really crisp finish to it because of the lager yeast we use for it. Bohemian style lagers tend to have a uh, pilsner tend to have a little bit more of a spicier note to it because of the 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 Saz hops that are using them or no, noble hops they use for them. Um, but it's great in the summer. It's honestly one of our our best beers and one of our more proud beers that have. So. Awesome. All right, next up is the Gray Lady. Yeah, Gray Lady. It's a porter. Uh, it's a pre-prohibition style porter. So it's not going to be as dark as a typical porter is going to be. It's a little bit more on the medium brown color. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not an American porter, so it, it's a really a lot lighter body than a typical porter, but it's still going to carry some of those roasted kind of caramel toffee notes to it that you would like from a porter. Um, you don't get many of the, the coffee notes or or chocolate notes from that one as much, and the body's a little bit lighter. It's named after, I don't know what people believe in, um, our train depot that our original brew pub is built in um, is rumored to be haunted by the gray lady, so... Named for a ghost. Yeah. So it's named after the gray lady. Nice. Yeah.
2: Spooky. Very cool, yeah. <laughs> we might have to hold a recording session yeah. over there.
1: <laughs> I love it. Okay, then the last one you want to tell us about is, uh, it was a special request, yeah, I wanted yep. a real dark one, the Bridge Out Stout. Tell us a little more about that.
3: Bridge Out Stout, uh, it is a local favorite. It's, we've been brewing it, I, I don't know how many years now, maybe 15 years. Our regulars, our mug club members love it. They plan for it every year. November hits, they're like, where's the Bridge Out Stout? It's a traditional style uh, oatmeal stout. going to be really kind of a thicker body, Some really great roasted notes to it. Awesome kind of coffee flavors, chocolate. The fun thing about it is it's a nitrogen beer. So it's going to be similar to Guinness in that respect, that it's going to have that same mouthfeel, really silky smooth. It's not going to be too effervescent, uh, not too overly carbonated. So it drinks really, really like kind of almost like a milkshake. Um, This is the first year we've actually done it on our, our big production system. Before that, it had been at our, our pub system, uh, and this year we couldn't be happier with it. We, we love it how it came out this year.
1: It was already popular, and this was a particularly good year yeah. for it. I love, that. Yeah, we I love, love it. that. Well, we came at the right time then. Yeah. Adam, this was a really great introduction to uh, so many of the beers that you have on offer. This is not all of the beers you have on offer here, however.
3: Nope, nope. Um, we have anywhere at any given moment between Ten to fourteen different beers that we offer on on our campus. You might not be able to get all the all the beers in certain bars, depending on what kind of style it is and the availability of it. And but yeah, we're we're constantly rotating out beers, and we like to try new things. And yeah, it gives us a, a great avenue to be uh, to be pretty creative here. Yeah.
1: And it gives us a great reason to keep coming back. Absolutely. Over and over to see yeah, what's on the tap. Because usually we're
3: gonna have one or two different <laughs> beers that you haven't had before, so it's great. Fantastic. Well, uh,
1: Justin and I are gonna dive in here and do our own tasting, but we really appreciate you giving us uh, some tips and uh, telling us a little bit about these beers. Thanks so much. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. Awesome. Alright, beginning the really fun part of this job, if you want to call it that, we start the tasting here at Town Brewing Company. We're starting with the Johnny Blood Red. Used to be one of the most popular, has been overtaken by one of your stinking IPAs (laughs) over there, Justin. I'm going to take a taste, you take a taste, we'll see what we think. Alright. So, really um, bold flavors. It it, it got the mouthfeel of a beer.
2: Yeah, like definitely. A beer, punchy in the mouth. Yeah, like, this and is a beer,
1: like an American lager mm-hmm. beer, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm not surprised this is a popular one. It's like taking a Budweiser and putting just a little bit more sophistication on it,
2: right? Making it better.
1: Yeah, right, and it's good.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me if you feel this as well. The aftertaste kind of rolls off the back of your tongue and just kind of cleans the taste out of your mouth.
1: It kind of yeah, it it, uh, it clears itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not a lot of strong flavors, but the overall flavor is strong. And I feel like, yeah, it, then it kind of disappears. Yep, gone. Yeah, it's good. It's good. We're, you can keep drinking it. you got to go back for more. Okay, up next is the Dark Helmet. This is a Schwarz beer, which my German teacher taught me means black beer. Oh. Um, so let's give this one a taste. I don't know if I've ever tasted a beer like that in my life. And Adam was saying that this is unlike many other beers. It's very unusual, and I can tell. This tastes very different. What do you think?
2: I would agree. I haven't had one like that before.
1: This is like a traditional lager style, but dark. So they, it's like making a, a Budweiser, but you roast the ingredients, so you end up with a dark color. It's got a really dark color mm-hmm. to it. It looks like a porter. Yep. Um, this Schwarzbier, beer, the dark helmet. Um, what, are you picking up any specific flavors? I'm just getting some roast.
2: hmm Yeah. I can definitely tell that it's a lighter beer made to be a dark beer. It tastes good. It's very drinkable
1: it has that similar beer Mm -hmm. mouth feel Mm -hmm. of the johnny blood red and i wonder if we're going to get that in a couple of these other ones all right next up for our tasting is the beloved and famous green 19 Hophead justin is happy let's give this one a taste before it even hit my lips i could smell it and it smells very much like an ipa Um, it's got a lot of the typical ipa flavors sweetness bitterness a little floral. Um, it's got those he's going back for more already. <laughs> uh, what did you tell us what you tasted before you go drink more of it,
2: Justin? Well I'll tell you what, I've had this at other establishments when they don't have really hoppy IPAs. And I've also bought this at my local grocer because I just love it. It's a it's a clean IPA. It doesn't stick around for an hour after, you know, giving you the IPA breath that yeah. I, can... I love.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can see how someone who thinks they don't like an IPA could drink that and say, oh, yeah, I like that. Uh, it's, it's drinkable. Mm-hmm. Where there are some IPAs that it's hard to say
2: Definitely. are drinkable.
1: Yep. Um, now, do you get that same sort of mouth punch feel on this one?
2: Yeah, I feel like the, the beers that we've had here so far are just deliver right away and yeah. then they're gone. Clean. And,
1: and um, the carbonation, I feel like, is a little higher than some craft beers mm-hmm. you get. There's places we've been, like I remember particularly Lion's Tail, thinking there wasn't much of the carbonation mouthfeel. That's not a bad thing or a good right. thing. I just remember feeling that in my mouth. We were talking about how smooth they all were. Mm-hmm. I feel this is different. And maybe it's not carbonation, but there's something in my mouth that I'm not feeling smooth. It feels more bold.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's right uneducated. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, but right up front. Yeah. yeah. Next taste is Boathouse Pilsner. So this is gonna be a classic Pilsner. You've all had one. Ooh, but you have not had this one, holy cow. So I've had some Pilsners in my day. Um, Many microbrews across the state make a Pilsner. And as Adam was explaining, it's kind of meant as the entry point or the beer you want to drink. If you don't want to drink craft beer, you go to the brewery and you get the Pilsner. This is a far more complex and flavorful Pilsner than I've had from many places.
2: You know what it kind of reminds me of, and I hate to say it. It tastes a lot like Stella. Mmm. Right? It does. Yeah, Mm -hmm. which I love.
1: And it's, um, there's sort of like a buttery back Mm -hmm. flavor that is the Stella flavor. I get that. I yep. get that. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So something in there is uh, picking up on some of those notes. Yeah. OK, next is the Grey Lady. This is their hard Ooh. to believe it's a porter named after a ghost. Yes. So named after a ghost. Um, I'm thinking the darkness is kind of like equivalent to how dark a ghost is because hmm. you can see through it, right? right? I yeah. mean, again, making this up. But no, no, that makes uh, sense. Let's see how this tastes. How porter is this porter? Okay, that's really unusual. I didn't get a lot of nose, and the flavor—it does not have those real heavy porter flavors—the chocolate, the coffee, uh, the molasses. It does not have those. It's really light. I
2: mean, in appearance and in flavor. I feel like I just took a sip of a good wine. Uh huh.
1: Like like a like a nice heavy red. Yes. Yeah yeah yeah. I get what you're saying. No, there's no wine in this. here yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> He'll learn, ladies and gentlemen. He'll learn. <laughs> Maybe there's brandy in it? No, there's no brandy in it. (laughs) Okay, finally, the Bridge Out Stout. Uh, I'll bring you behind the curtain. I've been drinking this the whole time we've been here. (laughs) I've only had one. Uh, But it is amazing, and everything Adam said about it is true. So... uh, There's a bridge nearby the building. Um, The city had to close the bridge to do some maintenance on it. It was closed for like nine months, and that kind of puts a crimp in your business when they close down a main road to get there. And so as part of the celebration of reopening the bridge, they got the beer out when they brought the beer out, it brought the people in <laughs> and to kind of helped to revive the business back again after the bridge was out. Turns out every time they put this beer on tap, the bridge goes out. So the, it, the name is so appropriate. It was kind of part of a joke at the beginning, and now it's sort of developed a, a talismanic power. A, a supernatural influence <laughs> on the world around it, if you will. And when you taste it, you will believe it. Mm. It is something supernatural. Uh, thoughts on this? As a hophead, what do you think about this stout?
2: It's too much for me me personally. I could have one of those.
1: Definitely. It is a Guinness stout. Well, if you've got beer stories or ghost stories, we want to hear from you. Get social with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, tell us about what you are experiencing here in Northeast Wisconsin and what you want us to experience and bring to you. Email us livinginthenew at gmail.com. And don't forget, when you're out and about posting the fun you're having, add that hashtag Livin' in the new. We want to
0: see what you do in the new, so let's get social. Share your adventures using the hashtag #LivingInTheNew. in
2: the new. <laughs>